Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast right here on the Floor Slapper Sports YouTube channel. And if you are watching, you can see that I'm not alone. I got my boy Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast in the house. Justin, what's good, son? What is up, brother? Happy to be back. I'm fucking happy to have you. This is the second time we're doing it. We took last week off. We were supposed to have a league meeting. A couple things came up. We had that league meeting on Friday or Saturday. I don't remember what one. I think maybe it was Saturday. Saturday. It was Saturday. It was five and a half hours long, which is why I probably don't fucking remember much of it. So go back right here on <laughs> Floor Cypher Sports YouTube. Check it out. Five and a half hours of a good time. You got a lot of great wrestling content and a lot of good laughs along the way, along with some other wild, wild shit. A uh, little housekeeping uh, before we go forward. You can find this podcast, the Floor Slappers podcast, right here on Floor Slappers YouTube, floorslappersports.com. And on the Visionaries Global Media Network, thank you, Chad, for hosting us up and putting us on there. Appreciate that. And other than that, brother, Dynamite just happened. See, we have so much to fucking talk about. Some good, some bad. We had the unification match tonight. We had CM Punk versus John Moxley. The match went off at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Let's talk about that broadcast down in Australia in the future. Tom always tuning in. What's good, brother? Good evening, fellas out here. I know you were just waking up not long ago. And uh, he had a little, he had some insight on some things we'll talk about in a little bit as it pertains to All Out. But let's talk about Dynamite. This match was something that I've wanted so badly. We discussed it two weeks ago. I wanted Punk Mox in Chicago. John Mox is my favorite wrestler in the world. I love CM Punk. I wanted that shit badly. We got it on Dynamite. We didn't get it to start the show. We didn't get it in the main event. We got it in the 8 o'clock hour, right in the fucking middle of the show. Moxley goes over in three minutes, dude. Squashes the fuck out of him. In the middle of the match, Punk hit a kick to Moxley's face, a roundhouse kick. There started selling the kick. But he was selling the wrong foot. He was selling his planting foot, not the foot he kicked with. And the commentary was speaking on how he hurt how he hurt his foot on the kick itself. So what were your thoughts on the squash? What were your thoughts on the match? Let's fucking talk about where we think this is going to go forward. Who the fuck is Mox's opponent going to be? Let's go, baby. I mean, it, it stunned the shit out of me. Like, I still don't know what the hell to say about it. Like, I generally went into it with no interests whatsoever. And it's just like, it still left me just absolutely fucking stunned. Cause I just don't know. Like really, I just don't have the words for it. Like I, I was one of those people who went in it going, this is easily just going to go to punk and punk literally just gets decimated. Like I was like, this is fucking nuts. Like all the talk about him, you know, having, backstage heat and all this shit like that and i'm like maybe it is legit maybe he is i don't know like it's so tough like again i'm not a big punk fan anymore but it's like i don't know what the fuck's going on here i can't put into words what the fuck happened there like it's so tough and again if it's if it's a work i i if, if all this is just to turn punk heel i don't get why we're getting all this we don't need this big extravagant fucking heel turn for CM Punk. Just turn him heel if you're going to turn him heel. So at this point, I agree with what you're saying. And I, I think maybe a little bit of everything is true. Maybe there was some backstage beef with Punk and Hangman. Maybe mm -hmm. Punk still is injured. Maybe they didn't want to just after three months pull the belt off Punk because he can't go yet. And maybe Punk just can't wrestle a full-on match yet. He's not, he's not ready. So all of this mm -hmm. can be true. I hate, as a Chicago fan, a Chicago fan living in Chicago, this show, I hate how they cock-teased us with the CM Punk versus Mox match in Chicago. Why even tease us with that match if you're not going to give it to us? Because I know I can't be the only disappointed Chicago fan out there. Why even tease us? I, I, I get if you got to unify the titles, you got to unify the titles. 
and then you want to put a bigger match in an all-out. But Chicago wants CM Punk. Face, heel, tweener, doesn't fucking matter. We want CM Punk. And I, as the biggest John Moxley fan, would have been sitting there in the crowd screaming, let's go, Mox, CM Punk, back and forth. As you saw on my Twitter today, I huge tweet, mm-hmm. let's go, Mox, CM Punk. My heart was torn. I was so excited. But now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset that they even teased us with that match in the first place. But mm-hmm. we do need to figure out where they're going to go into All Out. And I mentioned this in our league chat. Shout out to the league again. I mentioned this in our chat. They could easily go Punk Mox rematch in All Out. Punk comes out next week. He says, you got the best of me. I injured my foot kicking you. Whatever happened, happened. Ain't going to happen in my home city. You got me in your home state of Ohio. You're not getting me in Chicago. Let's go. That way they took the interim bullshit off. They merged the belts. They're going into Chicago with one belt. And then you can do the punk mox match and go from there. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. We'll talk about Hangman. He's going to be occupied 110%. That's pretty much been clarified tonight. We already had speculated that. But that's already been pretty much clarified after they announced the trios match on Rampage. And Dark Order needing a partner. We knew that was fucking coming. But Mm -hmm. where are they going to go with this pay-per-view? Do you think that a situation like I just said can happen? Do you think Punk can come out next week and say, hey, you got the better of me. I hurt my foot during the match. I want my rematch. I want it in front of my people in Chicago. Or does Max come out, issue an open challenge? Does Max do an open challenge in Chicago? I mean, you got to think like they need to announce a title match going into Chicago. Or going into the pay-per-view, which is four days after Dynamite next week, which I'll be at. Big shout out to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's good, Dylan? What's good, man? Thanks for joining us, brother. It's, well, it's so think? confusing. Think, man? It's so confusing. Like, I just, I don't get, I wouldn't get to like understand the point of him coming out, of him getting squashed tonight and then literally coming back next week and just going, hey, just because we're going to, this was the way to just unify the title and then I'm just going to get my rematch and then more than likely win it again. Like that would just be so wasted. The whole thing would just feel wasted. Like I, I just generally have no idea. I, I just don't, I cannot put like any kind of plan in my mind that would say this would make sense at this point. Like it's really fucking confusing all of it. Yeah, dude, I agree wholeheartedly. And I, again, thought that that was good. Like, as as angry as I was and upset that I was that this match wasn't happening in Chicago and it was happening tonight on Dynamite, I also felt that excitement as a wrestling fan that I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I woke up this mm-hmm. morning, pumped for Dynamite, can't wait for this match. What's going to happen? Okay, it's not starting the show. Oh, shit, it's not the main event? Something's happening at 8 o'clock? All right, so I think something screwy is going to happen. I mean, that wasn't screwy, but that was as crazy as it got. Nobody anticipated Mox going over in a squash. Dylan had, had Dylan and I were talking privately as the show was going on as well. And Dylan had said he thinks Mox is going to win. And I was just like, and before I even had a chance to be like, no, and refute why I thought no, fucking the match was over, dude. And it was like, damn, man. And I was, ex- I was excited about it. The way it went down was exciting. Mox hopping into the crowd. Mox being like, I told you so, bitch. Mox's promo. I know you're not a big Mox guy. Um, I'm the biggest. Like, I love Mox. It's just like some of the stuff that he's done lately, not too crazy for, but it's like, I don't don't know. Since now he's the champ, like, it's a whole different story because it's just like, it was something different because immediately, because again, I thought it was going to just go right to punk. But they went with Moxley, and it's like, it's something different. So now I feel like I can start getting more invested into Moxley, but it's just, what the fuck are you going to do with it now? Like, the whole situation is just so confusing, because even, like, his promo felt legit. Like, it was literally telling Punk to go fuck himself at that right. point. And yeah. I was like, that it did. was and it didn't, And it didn't feel like a guy who's going to lose the title in 10 days. Not to anybody. Not to Punk. No. Not to MJF. Because... Everyone's speculating that MJF's going to come back and return and get that match with Mox. But that would mean MJF would have to go over Mox because you're not going to have MJF lose that match. And I can't see after the way Mox cut that promo, which makes the Punk thing not make a lot of sense, 
I, I can't see Mox losing that belt on on Sunday, September fourth. That all out. I, I can't see it at all. So I have no, I have no idea where they're going. Mox could issue an open challenge. Who would answer it? I have no clue at this point. I thought maybe after the match you can go to that Mox Hangman thing that they wanted to do before Mox went away to go to rehab. But I don't know, man. And I guess that's cool. But you got to give me a title match at All Out. You can't. I mean, I got. We'll go over the All Out card or the perspective All Out card here in a little bit. But I got twelve matches listed, and that's including a Mox versus a question mark match. But you got to have an, the AEW World Championship match at All Out, right? I mean, it's they, what they only got like what four shows, four pay per views. I don't get why you wouldn't have the, the, the fucking title on the pay-per-view. It wouldn't make any sense. Why not? Like, but again, what do you do with it? What are we, what would you do? I don't know, dude. Everyone is seemingly locked up. So you would have right now, I'll let you, I'll run, I'll run the card right quick or the card that, or what I think is the card. So you have Moxley versus who right now. And that's what we're trying to figure out for the AEW title. You're going to have mm-hmm. Kenny and the Bucks take on, Hangman in the Dark Order. I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, we've speculated Hangman's going to be the Dark Order's tag team partner. They announced tonight the House of Black will take on Silver and Reynolds in a, in a mystery partner. Obviously, that's Hangman. So that that that'll be the I finals hope, for I sure. Hope I hope it's not ten because that would be the biggest waste. Why would you tease yeah. that they're going to team ten? Oh, hey, Bakley, what's up, brother? Uh, we got if you. If you guys are watching live, we got uh, Dan Bakley from Cage My IQ in the house. Talk AEW Dynamite. What's up, brother? How you doing? What is going on? Not too much, dude. So you didn't miss too much. We're about 10 minutes in. We have talked about uh, Moxley and Punk so far. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it before we carry on to the all-out card. What What were your thoughts on what happened tonight, the squash match? And then where do you think Moxley goes from here? We only have one. You know ain't going to be at Rampage. So we have one Dynamite to build to a title match four days later. So what about tonight, and what a, where's the build going? Well, first off, just like you said, it was a squash match. It was basically five minutes long. It basically ended once he did that spinning leg kick to the face. You could tell that he was holding a leg. I, I'm with you. Like Part of me thinks that he's kind of pulling one over on us, and maybe he comes back. He's just trying to get in the head of Moxley. But then again, he could still be hurt, and he could have been – actually heard it in, in, in real time. It, it could have been a legitimate injury, and then they just kind of went on the fly and, and called it. But then it's like, if that's the case, what was the point of having the match then and now compared to all out? It was right. there some ulterior motive, and maybe they had to just like be like, okay, we called on the fly, and then we'll figure something out. But it's like, what are they going to do? Like I said, almost 10 days from now, they have – all out, and you don't have an opponent for Moxley yet. Like, are you, is he going to come back next week and then just act like he was hurt and then be like, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm still there," or is it going to be like MJF is going to come out? But then it's like it's not a proper build at all for that no. match. And then MJF would have been fit perfectly had Punk won. I could have seen it then because then you could have him come out because of how he they both left uh, in June where. Punk got hurt, and then MJF just walked off after doing his uh, speech and getting the the mic cut off. Like, there's too many what ifs in the scenario. It's like it could go any way, and I have no idea what they're gonna do with it. <laughs> Honestly, Crazy. because how quick they ended this match. It's like this was your main event of All Out, and now it's not. Now we don't even know what is going on. And right. like, I'm in the point where. Like I'm, I'm just looking elsewhere because I, with how that was, I could care less about the world title, which is sad. But there's so many other things at, on, on all out that have my interest peaked more than this now. So what if the only the only thing that feasibly makes sense? And I, I don't know if you you heard me say it. I said it in the chat earlier. Yeah. The only thing that feasibly makes sense would be Punk coming back next week and saying. You know, I hurt myself during the match. You got the better of me. I want my rematch. I want it in front of my home crowd. I want it in Chicago. But like Justin and I discussed, that that promo Moxley cut after the match, that promo wasn't like, I'm losing this belt in fucking 10 days, no. dude. So, like, you could put Punk in that match, I guess, and that Mox go over. 
sure. But there's no one else. There is literally no one else, and we'll talk about it right now. The trios, we can we can just bounce to the trios championship, I guess. Hangman's filling that spot with the Dark Order Friday night against House of Black. They announced that Dark Order's uh, Silver and Reynolds, they need a tag team partner. Obviously, we've we've all talked about this together. It'll be Hangman occupying that spot. So it'll be House of Black against Silver Reynolds and Hangman Friday night. So that right away takes away an opponent from Moxley. MJF makes absolutely zero sense. MJF show up no. at all after All Out, after the main event of All Out and start at the, the end, program. At the end, yeah. yeah. That would make sense because then you have plenty of time to build to full gear or whenever they want to do that match on TV down the road. But nothing else with Moxley. There is not one person other than fucking like Andrade who's not doing anything who would make sense for Moxley. And that match does nothing because Andrade has been booked like shit for a full year. So, you know, let's see. We got my boy Isaac. Thanks for tuning in. Speaking of champions, where the fuck is Samoa Joe? I thought he was recording some shit for Hulu, but... We've talked about this in length. The whole whatever the fuck they're doing with ROH makes absolutely no sense. I I don't got time to dip into that right now. But whatever they're doing with ROH makes absolutely, absolutely no sense. I gave up a while ago. <laughs> yeah, man. But all right, so let's talk about let's talk about this trios tournament then. I guess we could just start with the main event and then we can talk about where we're gonna go from there and then get into all out. Uh basically you're a huge Will Ospreay fan. Uh, Justin, I know you fucking said that main event was incredible. And Bakley, you got your boy Kip Sabian back, dude, after fucking a year in a box, man. I met that dude in I, a box. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I've been saying you all did. this time. They've been they've been teasing him. Like, he's been going to each title defense in uh, the one in Canada and then both title defenses in the UK. And he's just been standing in the crowd, falling around a pock. And then he even wrestled a match on the same card as Pac a couple weeks ago, his first match back, and he looked very cool, new ring attire. Of course, he has the blonde hair, and he just comes back. Like, I saw Pac go after the, the, the guy with the box. I'm like, there's no way that's uh, Kip because he's not even moving. He takes it off, and the guy, I believe he was taped. His mouth was taped shut. Yeah, and then he, had like, <laughs> yeah, and then he had like a black eye and bruised them. Jeez, like, and then he just... Pops up out of nowhere. I'm like, up. Oh, there's a match for all out for the all all link championship. I was like, you're gonna get that title defense that the people have been wanting on uh, AEW TV. Like, I, I like the idea that it's moved around. But ever since the whole stalking thing, I'm like, that'd be cool if they had Kip Sabian win it, just because he's been a guy that's just been teasing coming back, just with the box. He's he's getting over with the crowd. The crowd was chanting his theme. After he did that, it'd be the perfect match. That's probably one of the most intriguing matches that I have that I have for all out. As soon as they they'd be dumb not to put it on the pay per view because I think it would be a, a one of those unsung matches that you wouldn't think that would be one of the best on the card. But to get to uh, the trios, uh, the tournament, this match was just crazy. It had this crazy spots. I loved when Pac went on the top rope towards the end. He scaled back a little bit and then did the flip on to all three members of uh, Ozzy Open. But it's just like what happened. It was like with all the other matches. Uh, there's this one guy in each team on the losing team that gets attacked or he kind of gets taken out of the equation for the other team to win. And that's why I feel like on Friday, the House of Black's going to lose because I feel oh, like yeah. Miro's going to take – Malachi Black out of the match, and it's going to allow Hangman and the Dark Order to win the match. I I, I feel like they're going to wind up being the team that wins it all, uh, Hangman and wow. uh, the Dark Order. And I think it's going to so play. You think they go? You think they go over it all out? You think they go over Kenny and the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Oh, what's up, they, Devin? I, Devin's in the chat. Uh, thanks for joining, brother. He says, what's yeah. up, idiots? What's up, Devin? You know, we the ones, bro. <laughs> and uh, damn, Bakley. Yeah, that's a big prediction. I know Justin had, had thought that originally, too. Um, if, or if Hangman was on the Bucks team, you know, he'd be putting the Dark Order down. Justin, what'd you yeah. think about the main What'd you think about the main event, man? Uh, it was exactly what I expected more. Fucking absolutely just carnage all over the freaking place spot fest i i loved every fucking second of it it was absolutely incredible like i fuck with united empire i love everybody in united empire 
all a death triangle. Like that main event was freaking unbelievable. Just watching Kip Sabian come back, like my God, finally! Like I've seen the the videos of him showing up and just kind of stalking Pack, and I'm like, I I can fuck with this as a match, like all the way. Like I'm all for it. So if we're getting it at all out, sign me up for that. Just. I was just a little disappointed that they, again, I feel like they busted their load too early and they gave us freaking, we're getting Osprey and Omega in the same match again. It's like, I would have rathered them keep them apart still. I would have rathered them freaking, like, just not give any of it until you actually get the one-on-one, then give us a bunch of it in a match and then just blue ball everybody. Like... I, would, yeah, I think a one-on-one would just tear the fucking house down. Just the way that was, they could play around surprised. it is the way they could play around it is if you could keep them out of the ring, coming at each other as much as possible. It's hard to say that, but at some point they're going to be in the ring together. But if you can minimize that as like a tease, it might work to their advantage later on. But I have a feeling that they're going to just go right into it right away. It, Tony Khan's going to be like, "You guys got to be in the ring as soon as possible." Go at it, uh, yeah. match. And it's like your best bet is to they're gonna have to eventually go at each other, but kind of tease it, have them go at, at each other for like a, a minute, but then have the other teams pull each other off and then not have them be in the ring together again, uh, as just them two, because then you can tease towards that. And I like, I, I'm with you, it sucks that they're on the same side, but. Yeah. Like I, I see why they're I see why they're doing it. That they have to. It's like it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. If you split them up, you're gonna have somebody there. Sure. But then on the other side, you you want to give them a reason to have to need to have uh, Hangman and the Dark Order make the finals. So they might have an easier route, but you want to give them that reason why. And I feel like yeah. with all that time they've been getting on BTE and the bits on Dynamite. They're not going to do that just to have them lose in the first round right away and tease him taking that third spot. Just like we said, Evo Uno's going to Germany to uh-huh. present an award for AEW games. And then they just didn't even say anything about 10, I guess. So if, like, 10, if 10 is literally their tag team partner, there was no reason to tease that. No. There's no reason. Because he's, he's been in the back the whole time with them. It's kind of been like that trickle down effect. Like, oh, he's gone up. He can't, and then it's like, okay, slot Hangman in, and I think it works perfectly fine to give him the the trios belts because just like I said before, you have that built-in thing for the future of possibly Kenny Omega and Osprey, but then you also got the built-in thing of Kenny and the Bucks against Adam Cole and Red Dragon, where he could do a trios uh, program for a month or two. And, and by that time, he can then be ready to go back to that match with Osprey in like December, January, when he's singles ready, when he's got his feet under him and he's not as rusty. Like I know he's wearing the shirt just because he, he said he's a little bit overweight and he's kind of conscious of the surgery that he had because he has a mark there. So he wants to give him a little bit more time in the ring before he uh, he takes the shirt off. But there's a lot of different ways. If they work this right, there's a lot of different ways that they can spread this tournament into three, four different uh, like storylines between Miro and House of Black. Just like I said, you got Kip Sabian and Pac. You got over here. You got Kenny and the and the Bucks with the Adam Cole Red Dragon, and then you got Adam Page and the Dark Order winning the the trios belts. Yeah, I got them winning. Yeah. I got them winning yeah. too. I think Hangman and I think Hangman Dark Order wins. I just think it's it's just something. Plus, it's something different. Instead of just going the obvious, where everyone's like, "Oh, clearly Kenny and the Bucks are gonna win." Like, I say, go with the freaking different. I go. Yeah. I say, give him the Hangman. Give it to Dark Order. Yeah. I don't think you even need the interference. I think they just beat them. I think they just beat them. And can we get a what up to Will Osprey? This guy. This past month, he just did the G1. This guy made it to the finals. This guy is balled out. Three days after the finals, he went and defended the Rev Pro Championship. Yeah. Uh, dropped the title. Yeah. He, now he's taking time away from that. And then 
three days after that, now tonight he goes and does the the trios uh, tournament uh, first round. He's going to do it again next week. This guy's just been everywhere, a workhorse. The, this guy has stepped up to the plate in wrestling, and that's why, to me, this guy is like a top five wrestler overall, not just oh, in Japan, just overall. Like This guy has proved himself. Like I said it on the program, was it last week, uh, like – when him and uh, Ricochet were in New Japan, these yeah. were two guys that were similar stature, similar skill set. They rivaled each other, but one stayed the same and didn't improve. The other took advantage of the pandemic, got buffed up, got bigger, changed yeah. his move set, and became a main event guy. And that's what Will Ospreay did. It's crazy because Ospreay didn't really like fully change his like his move set up like he yeah. just bulked up and he still can do the shit that he used to do and it's like the guy is fucking outstanding like yeah. i don't and watch I enough say, i don't watch enough new japan to, to freaking like i don't watch enough new japan like i gotta start going back and watching yeah. more but my god i definitely agree with you with the whole he is definitely in top five of wrestlers in the and world then, today. and they wouldn't have yeah and they would have given him a stable in new japan if he wasn't on that level he would have still been in uh, chaos, but no, he stepped his game up. He's now he started up United Empire. They just added another member to the group uh, that's supposed to be like the the visionary of the group, uh, Gideon Gray, and uh, they put a, uh, it's a guy on the UK scene, Gideon Gray. Apparently, he's the guy that came up with the idea for United Empire. And nice. so he, he's going to be starting in the Burning Spirit tour. But this all stems apart from how uh, Osprey uh, developed into this talent and it spread him out in yep. uh, Great Ocon, Cobb. They're going to be uh, going for the number one contender spot uh, against, I think, Owens and, uh, and uh, Fale to okay. see who faces uh, the FTR. You got Ozzy Open, they're dual champs. You got TJP and Kier, they're junior tag champs, yeah. and then you got Gideon Gray. He's the only one that doesn't have a, a well, uh, that isn't challenging for a title now. And like, well, I feel and like, he'll probably be more of like a. You say yeah. he wrestles, but he'll probably be more of like a corner man, like a manager, role, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, I feel like I'm with you guys. Is he like a is he like a junior heavyweight or? Yes, it, like he like I think in the first like in September he's going to be teaming a lot with the uh, Akira and TJP. Oh, Hell, so get, he him junior, he get him in the junior. Get him that title. Guy who takes takes the pins like a Takamichinoku or a Dick Togo. Mm-hmm. How they run a lot of those six man tags. And you need a guy to take those pinfalls. Yeah. So that's perfect. And I agree with everything you guys are saying on Will Ospreay. I just wanted to say that his fucking promo skills. You would talk about his in ring work all that you want. But that man can fucking take a stick and he can fucking cut a promo, dude. And that's what really separates him. Because in wrestling, obviously, if you wrestle, great, man. Whatever you can do in the ring is great. But if you can't fucking pick up the stick and fucking do your thing on there, you're not going to be at a level where you can have your own stable and have seven guys in there where every single person in that stable is a fucking champion. Well, Okan and Cobb aren't, but they were not long ago, obviously. That's fucking sick, dude. So you're right. You got to give him fucking big props. I, I think the Osprey-Kenny thing was going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. I said that the other day on the show. I know you feel the same way. Personally, I didn't think they'd go this tease. I thought you could have all this history with Death Triangle and Pack with Kenny and the Bucks. I thought that for the trio title, that would have been a great way to go. But I'm not. I'm definitely not opposed to it. This match is going to be awesome. I'll get to see Osprey and Kenny fuck with each other live. I'll be on the floor for that. So that'll be fucking yeah. awesome. I can't. I can't wait. And then what you guys also hit on, the trios championship on the on the rampage side of things. I agree, Dark Order is going to get to the finals. As far as them winning it, I didn't really put too much thought into it. They could easily win the tournament and then lose it right away to Adam Cole and Red Dragon when they're healthy, and then that's how you can get your tree over those guys feuding mm-hmm. over the trios title. So I probably I probably expect that to happen for sure. But yeah, man, trios title, the match itself banged. The pack kept saving things good. Love Hangman teaming with the Dark Order. They're going to get to the finals here. The only thing that I don't like what's coming out of it is LFI losing last round to the Elite. We don't see anything to do with Andrade or Roosh this week. They took out Dragon Lee. 
I got to assume maybe they'll be fucking around in that casino ladder match. Maybe yeah, um, Lucha Brothers too, because otherwise I don't I don't know what they're doing. We 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 had an idea what we thought they were gonna do, but then after one of the matches tonight, that kind of changed, which I don't mind. But then it's like, what are you gonna have them do? So. Well, let's talk about that. Fuck it, yeah, that's on my list, dude. We'll we'll talk about that right now with the tag team championships. Uh, we had tonight Billy Gunn took on Colton Gunn. The Gun Club officially joined up with Stokely Hathaway, which is fucking awesome. I love what he's building. He's got Ethan yeah. Page, Lee Moriarty, and now the Gun Club. I don't know if they're going to be a faction or just you know singles that he represents. Whatever, I'm all fucking for it. But the acclaim got jumped after the match by the Gun Club, Swerve and Keith Lee. Well, Swerve made the save. But I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Keith Lee was doing. I'm glad like Ryan and Vinny didn't see that. They'd be like, he was fucking sitting in the bag eating and catering or some shit. Like, I don't know. He took forever to get down to the fucking ring, dude. But they made the save for the acclaim. They looked, stared at each other. They cut a backstage promo like a couple minutes later. That's your match at uh, All Out, the acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. Well, I don't hate it. I, I don't. Get it? I hate the fact that it's it's going to be the third shot at the the titles. Like I actually went to their their first uh, like attempt when they fought the Lucha Brothers on Rampage uh, last year. I like the fact that they're getting it because they are ranked. And like I did hear you, I remember you saying last week that you're like, damn, the claimed are in the top one or two, and they're not getting a title shot. And here you go, they're getting a title shot, but it's like. If they're going to get a title shot, I feel like they should win it because I feel like they've been on this like move up and the crowd's with them. And then, and just like they said in the promo, they're like, everybody's with their acclaimed. And it's like, they, they are though, but people yeah. love swerving our glory big time. Exactly. Those are two yeah. of the hottest chance to like, whoop, whoop, Keith Lee and fucking who's house, swerves house, like with live crowds, especially a big crowd with Chicago. And everyone wants to fucking scissored i'll fucking scissor you guys right now fucking love the acclaim dude and they are over like grover but it's an awkward match i'm not opposed to the face first face match but like okay tony's like i no longer have thunder versus tony face versus face which we'll talk about so let me what else can i do awkward face versus face and it'll be these two teams it's just they should just they, uh, they just do what they want them to do just add the fucking gun club in there or somebody else in there that that would take the pin I would wins. be totally down if they added a, a third team, whether it's LFI, which we thought was going to happen, which yeah. made the most sense, or the Gun Club would be cool for sure. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on this tag team title situation? I mean, I'm kind of hoping the Acclaim win the titles because Swerve and Keith Lee really are doing nothing with these fucking titles. So I would rather it be the Acclaimed because right now they're over as fuck. And like Bakley said, this is their third opportunity. Like how many more times can you give them an opportunity and just keep pulling the rug out from underneath them before people just start going, Oh, come on. What the fuck? Like, can we just give the acclaim the titles once first? Like it's, I don't know that it's weird. Cause again, we're building this match off a stare down. They literally just stared each other down and there's your match. Like it is fucking awkward. It's such an awkward match. It, it so makes you think, awkward. like, it's like, it, like I feel like it makes you think. Was there an original plan that they had that had to be taken out because of an injury or somebody else? Like, no, basically, the, pro- the fucking problem no, is what we like, talked about before on your yeah. show, like fucking a month ago. The problem is that TK doesn't find an issue not booking his shows out six weeks. No, motherfucker, no. All right, like you said, bro, they only book four pay per views. Book that yeah. shit two months out. Know what you're doing. Start to build these things four, five, six weeks out, all right? You have time. Slow build yeah. these matches and make us invest. What are we invested in? And we'll look at this fucking card. But it's like Christian Jungle Boy, Starks Hobbs, like a lot of these things, they are some of these things they've, they've minimally built. But like this yeah. tag title match, why are we invested in this match? I'm not. Yeah, this doesn't even feel like it was the plan. This literally just feels like a last-minute thrown-together match, and that's it. It, it. It's just like I said. It's sad when I'm more invested in Pac and uh, Kip Sabian than I am a tag title match. And literally, <laughs> they, 
that they've actually they've actually just like showcased you Kip Sabian and Pac, but at least they've kind of been teasing it for like a month and a half. At least you've been like, oh, maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen. He keeps falling. Oh, he comes out. Okay, this looks like it's gonna happen now. Uh, instead it's of like oh, it's down, you know, it's like it, you're just gonna do it, and you're. It might be a great match, but you're not gonna care because there wasn't a big uh, like. Uh, push for like uh, for the match itself like like i like the matches when you at least you're working into the program and like at the at this moment i'm just like okay i'm just hoping that the matches are good i'm trying to get through all out which sucks because all out is one of the, the other best pay-per-views get through that and then hope once they get through that then then they're start they reshuffle and then they're actually start building stuff from there on out i'm, I'm already kind of writing things off with whatever matches that they have for all out, because it's just too late to uh, to the point where I even care. Like it's like them teasing, uh, it's like them teasing Swerve and Keith Lee breaking mm-hmm. up. They still haven't done that any, anymore either. They just kind of like drop that. Yep, because well, Tony said that was the story. They wanted to tease the slow breakup between them, and then when they won the tag team titles on Dynamite, it would have been a huge surprise. Which yeah. ultimately, it, it was a huge surprise. But let's move on from that. Let's go to the women's yeah. division. We, none of us, were happy with Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa one-on-one. It was, she beat her clean at Forbidden Door. They put them together as a tag team. She magically was number one contender in this bullshit ranking system. And she gets a championship match by saying, hey, I want a championship match. <laughs> Britt Baker, cut the promo on Rampage. Make it make sense. Well, Unfortunately, before Tony had a chance to make it make sense, Thunder Rosa's out with an injury. That sucks. You never want to see that. A couple of fucking things, though, before I let you guys talk. First of all, why the fuck? And she made it very clear in her promo. Interim, interim, interim. Why the fuck are we going to another interim champion? Number two, while Rosa can't wrestle and it's upsetting, you know, I don't like any injuries. This fatal well, how, how long? How, sorry. Bang. Yeah. How long is she out? No, I don't know. I don't know. They, they didn't say. They didn't even disclose. If she's out if she's out past all out, I can see why they're doing it on the title because they just want to have a title uh, defended or they should have probably they should have just stripped her. They should have stripped her. Like they should have stripped punk. And then the fatal four-way match they're putting on is a banger, bro. You got DMD, you got Jamie Hayter, you got Tony Storm, and the woman I've been asking for, clamoring for, begging for, Hikaru Shida. Finally coming back, dude. Let's go. The match is going to hit hard. Devin, you're spot on. Yay! Another pretension. Yeah. What the tribal chief said. So then, when so then when Thunder Thunder Rosa comes back, Tony Storm will have her fake belt, and Thunder Rosa will have her belt, and then Thunderstorm yeah. can go head to head for their stupid fucking belts, dude. Stupid, stupid. Or, or you can do what I hope they do, and they have Jamie Hader win, and then I hope they do. I hope they turning, do by turning on a, a DMD and have DMD almost be winning the match, and then he would just just come from behind and attack her and take the pin. I'd be I honest for that. To anybody, I just said give it to anybody who hasn't won the title yet. Give it to because Jamie. It, give it hey, to really, really, because really it, quick before I cut you yeah. guys off. I had no, I had no beer in my refrigerator, so I had one cell I had that I told Justin before air. I've never had a white claw, so I here am going to have a white claw. My very first one, <laughs> a tangerine. So cheers, fellas. Didn't mean to cheers cut you off. That. Go back cheers. to what you were talking about. No, to me, there's two things that's been like kind of like hindrance to uh, AEW. First, it's Tony Khan and his booking. Number two has been injuries. As you know, originally it was supposed to be Chris Statlander who was getting the, the title shot, and she was supposedly uh, possibly turning heel uh, against uh, Thunder Rosa, and that's how she was going to get the, the title match. And then that's why we're in this conglomerate of a mess with the women's uh, title because of that. It's just like uh, like with the war title match, you got the injury with Punk. It seems like every match that I'm thinking of, there's some sort of injury that has a change to the match. And then Tony Khan just goes, okay, it's an injury. Let me just do whatever I want and book 
like a one week in advance match. It's just like, geez, this sucks. If only they could just stay healthy, we wouldn't even be worrying about this bullshit with the, uh, Tony Khan booking uh, like fancy matches every week and then not worry really booking. The freak like injuries, like. I don't get why we got to keep doing the fucking interim bullshit. Like, yeah. nobody wants to see the fucking, here, hold this title while we wait for the other person who's still going to have the title to come back. Like, it's fucking sound, that just sounds yeah. stupid every time. I, like, I, I, I think I think with wrestling now, they need to go back to just the 30-day rule. If you can't go past 30 yes. days. Yes, just, I never know then, why they got into that Yeah, rule. and then you got to so, drop the title, like... Even even in uh, WWE, like uh, like even though he has like the uh, this great title run, and I, I get tired of seeing like I love Roman Reigns, but I get tired of him only defending the title once every three months. Yes, like I, yes. I, like, I feel like he needs to be defended like once every thirty days, even if it's just every thirty days he does it, and he does it all after the thirtieth day. I'm okay with it, but I'm tired of all these long uh, runs where the title is not defended. It needs yes. to mean it needs to mean something, and then just just like you said, just have her drop the title and then make this for the title because that's basically what you're gonna do. And then when she comes back, give her the the first shot at it mm-hmm. uh, when yes. she comes back. Yeah, do it like that. It's what, not fucking it's, hard, man. It's not. It's not. But you know, really- I have an interim title. They do it in everything now, and it pisses me off. It's just like they do it just in here. Every title except for the. TBS tag team and now all Atlantic title has been fucking interim at one point now. That is bullshit. Even ROH has had two of their titles as interim. That is bullshit. Awful. Awful. And I do just want to preface this again by saying uh, we are doing a healthy bit of bitching, but Dynamite was pretty fucking fire tonight. I really enjoyed the show tonight altogether. It was a fucking banger of a show but it all goes back it all goes back to booking and with you could keep putting on banger matches all you want but if you're not booking around it then we're gonna sit here and fucking complain about it all day and let's I, talk I about only the had one, I, ahead, sorry i only have one complaint and that would be last week you had kylan king put on a great match with tony storm but then this week she gets squashed in like what yeah. five mm-hmm. minutes I just didn't. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say though. But it goes the match length. They didn't give her any time to work. That shit was quick, dude. I thought the exact same thing. But when you don't give a fuck about your women's division, this clearly he doesn't. Then I wouldn't expect anything different. But let's talk about a non-title match. I was bitching like all fucking hell about FTR and Wardlow taking on um, Lethal Sing Butt is. What Brett called them, that fucking horrible <laughs> contraption of a fucking team, that dude. Thing. And yeah, something fucking along those lines. But we got we got a big surprise. Jay Lethal announces a tag team, and it's the Motor City fucking machine guns, guys. Uh he said he went back to the well. He gets old friends. So we're gonna get Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns against Wardlow and FTR in Chicago. I still feel like it's a really awkward match. I'd rather Wardlow be defending his TNT championship against yeah. someone like Miro or Andrade or Malachi Black, and I'd rather FTR be challenging for the AEW Tag Team Championships. But FTR Motor City Machine Guns in the middle of the ring together is going to hit, and it's going to hit hard. What do you guys think? Uh, Bakley, go ahead and Justin wrap it. At least Satman Singh isn't in the match, and then you got Sanjay Dutt, who more than likely will just be there to be the manager. So at least we don't have him in the match because I feel like the, that three-on-three would have been very weird. But at least this one's going to be – I feel like this is going to be a very good match. It's probably going to be one of the best matches of the of the night. And I feel like they're going to be in there. You know, I feel like uh, Al, Al Shelley will probably take the pin uh, in the match uh, because I feel like they're not going to do it to lead or they're going to keep him from taking a pin. They had him beat Dax – to make them look strong, to make him look strong going into that three-on-three. And then you get that big match of the most City Machine Guns against FTR. FTR have said that that's one of the matches they've been wanting to do. They want him to be wrestle the most City Machine Guns, so now they get their chance. It's going to be a very fun match. I wish they would have done that from the beginning instead of just 
having it as a surprise 10 days out, but at least it gives us like a good match at all out. Do you think, uh, uh, Justin, Justin, before you go, do you think that Tony had the plans? Did you think he had this them in place or this was just spur of the moment? I don't think he'd rather. I don't think anybody really wanted to sit through Satnam and Sanjay wrestling. Like, I think he might have had the backup plan just in case. Like, I'll give him that one at least because, like I said, good news. We ain't got to watch Satnam and Sanjay. Better news. We're about to watch fucking FTR and the Machine Guns mix it up. So it makes the match at least just freaking leagues better than what it already was. Oh my god, a million times better. When I heard him announce it, I was I was excited. It, you know, it doesn't do anything crazy for me because I'm still of the nature of being upset that Wardlow isn't defending his fucking TNT championship against someone better than Jay Lethal. But I whatever. It is what it is. Motor City Machine Guns, FTR, they're gonna fucking fuck it fuck with each other on my TV. Well, not on my TV. I'll be live on your TV if you guys so choose to order it, which I assume <laughs> you will. Um, and I'm excited because that means that we will get that one-off or two-on-two tag team match down the road, I assume, for the ROH tag team titles, and that'll be great. How about Impact make a smart move and put the Impact tag titles on them and have FTR take the Impact tag team titles it, it, well, it, well, it could because the uh, the Good Brothers are – they're only under contract to the end of August, which is right now. And then after that, they essentially are going to be free agents – and they're going to be going to Japan. So I could see that happening. Well, they got OGK coming up, or uh, I don't know yeah. more, Mike T- or uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. So I got to imagine that they're going to win the tag titles solely because that whole I don't know more match versus Bullet Club was for the tag title shot or they yeah. disband. So, like, why are they going to get a tag team title shot? You got to make then, it mean something. Yeah. 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 So I am, and, my, and they, they deserve it. They've been around forever. And I would love to see that matchup OGK against FTR down the road. Too. So hell yeah, a lot of a lot of good good potential there. Um, other stuff on the card the show the show opened tonight. I wasn't so keen on a promo segment opening. I know uh, Matt Ritter from SmackDown Raw he said that it was one of the best uh, like opening promos. I got I'm really invested in the show. Yeah. I don't like I don't like promos to start shows because it reminds me of what I saw in Raw for like 12 straight years. And it just, I, it turns me off. I like going into a match. And then if you want to do a promo after that, you know, something along yeah, those like lines. Buffer, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cool with that for sure. The promo itself, it was Jericho came out. He called out Daniel Garcia. Uh, he he demanded apology. The, the crowd was so hot for this. They were chanting, you're a wrestler, you're a wrestler. It was great. Um, a couple of things I noticed. Brian Danielson came out. He came out, though, again, from the heel tunnel. And then while they were mixing it up, Jericho went, you know, again, wanted to apologize or the apology, put his hands on Daniel Garcia. Garcia threw him on the ground, which Brian Danielson was laughing his ass off. Daniel Garcia was like, fuck this. I'm out. He left through the face tunnel, I noticed. So Brian's coming out the heel tunnel. Daniel Garcia is going through the face tunnel. And then you got the announcement of the one-on-one match between Jericho and Brian which I'm not exactly that keen on. I don't really care for it. I think that yeah. they could have probably went with Brian and Garcia against Jericho and Hager. I think that would have been a little more fun. But I get it. They're two of the biggest stars in the company. They're two of the biggest names in one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. So I understand where they're going with that. Uh, talk to me about the segment and your, excited for the ma- or your excitement for the match, uh, Bakley and then Justin. I said it a month ago when I saw the first match between Garcia and Danerson. The look that Garcia gave him when he was down on the ground and then Hager was holding his leg, it looked like he was concerned. And when I saw he looked like he was concerned, I'm like, dude, he's going to turn at some point and he's going to go with the Blackpool Combat Club because he was one of the first guys that they looked at and were like, we want you with this group. And it was Brian Danerson who said it. That was the first guy that he named. And... And then they wrestled again, and then last week you had the whole look. You're gonna get the the shake of hands, and then Jericho come out. I'm like, come on, give me this, give me this, give me this. A face, uh, Daniel Garcia. He has the the shirt. It's number two on, on the selling list on AEW. The Dragon Slayer oh, shit. Uh, shirt. It's number two on the list. A lot of people are 
of buying into that. He has the finisher now, the Dragon Tamer. I love it. I love that s- submission that he has. It, it, yeah. it fits him perfectly good. It gives him like that. Uh, what should I say? It gives him that. Uh, that thing that he like. What's the word? It, it gives him the look, and it gives him the a meaning to his character. Like we all knew that he was a wrestler with the toughest nose, but now he has that character to him. The Dragon Slayer. He's he's gonna come at you with everything. And I feel like the program between Jericho and Danielson is to create this turn. It's going to be a good match. We all know it. Like I hate Jericho right now, but he puts on good matches, and Danielson's going to bring the most out of him. But to me, it's unneeded. I would have rather had like uh, Daner Garcia against Jericho at least, because then you can at least play it off a little bit more where. It's uh, Jericho gets mad because of all this, and then he challenges Garcia to a match, and then you have have Garcia win, and then maybe Brian Dearson comes out and is like, come to the combat club. I would have thought that would have been better, but you know that they want two big, uh, big high-profile wrestlers on or out against each other, so they're just going to put Dearson... Uh, against uh, Jericho, but I like what they're doing with Garcia. I like how they're trying to to see if he can sink or swim up there in the upper echelon now. Like he put on a, a crazy match last week. I thought it was great. I liked the promo how he was like, I was in the ring with my with uh, one of the, the guys that I looked up to. I had that moment, and you took it away from me. You took it away from me, and you could see how pissed he was. You could tell. And then his frustration poured over into him shoving Jericho when Jericho grabbed him. And I liked it. I thought they went the wrong way, like I said, with Jericho and Danerson, but I like what they're doing with Garcia, at least. Yeah, and I feel you on on the match, and I get, again, why Tony's doing it. Brian and Jericho never really had a big feud anywhere, which is cool. And I agree with Devin. He says, I hope Impact... Uh, does some cro- do some crossover promotion with WWE in the future? Yeah, uh, that would be fucking tight as shit, dude. And I can see Triple H doing that, especially because his NXT product for the longest time. How many people came from Impact Wrestling? So that would be that'd be cool as fuck for sure. Uh, Justin, what do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about the promo and then the match at all out? Uh, the promo was what it was. Like I, I have no interest in Chris Jericho. Like. Guy really does nothing for the show anymore. He just goes out there, puts himself over most of the time. So I don't really care what Jericho's doing half the time. Like I have no interest. I have like very little interest in it. Like I'm like it's Brian Danielson. I love the guy. So he's like the one part of the match that I can't that I'm I know I'm gonna enjoy, but I don't really have a lot of interest because it involves Chris Jericho. So I'm expecting this overbooked fucking schmoz like match that he's going to have because that's just Jericho's favorite thing to do anymore is just this giant freaking like spectacle of a match every time and it's got to be overbooked to the T like it's just so that's all I'm expecting from it but I think again I'm with Bakley I think the Daniel Garcia stuff is absolutely perfect right now him having to like yell at Jericho saying you ruined that moment for me to stand in there in front of my hit, like, like with my hero and you just, and you ruined that moment. And I was just like, I'm loving this, how they're doing it. Cause it's making, it's making Garcia look so good. And it's like, I'm hoping that they're going to go full circle and he's going to end up in Blackpool combat club mm-hmm. after, after Moxley and Brian talked about having like mentioned his name. I hope this leads to him being in the group. It would just be yeah, De- a perfect way to wrap that whole thing up. Devin agrees. Jericho versus Brian Danielson is eh. Um, I agree yeah. with that. And yeah, man, I agree with you, Justin. I, I definitely um, foresee them being together. I think they're going to be a tag team. I think that Brian and Garcia are going to be a tag team together. I don't know if they're going to go after tag team gold or ROH tag team gold maybe. And then you got Claudio, you know, the fake world cha- ROH world champion and FTR, or it would be Brian and Garcia and Yuta. And they would be all the ROH champions in BCC while Max holds I, the world I, title. I wish I could, I wish I could get Dan or Garcia as the TV champion. 
if, if because we don't have Samoa Joe doing shit right now. If he's hurt, just have him drop the title, have uh, Dana Garcia win it, and have him defend it all the time because he is that type of guy that he'll defend and wrestle every single week. And it's the TV title for a reason. Have him defend it, even if it's on Rampage. Well, I don't give R- a shit. ROH doesn't even have a fucking TV show. ROH yeah. doesn't know what the fuck they're doing yet. But R- that's a, don't even get me started on ROH. That's what is hindering AEW's product. That is why our AEW product is suffering because of fucking ROH. But well, again, I think I think there's more. I think day. I think there's uh, like I have two things that I'm like steaming about that I'm like you're going into all out and there's these two, I would say big things, but these two matches that you're ten days away from all out and you <laughs> haven't touched anything on them. Yeah, he Devin be, goes, yeah, Daniel Garcia can be interim TV champion. <laughs> well, what do you, what, yo, yo, Willie Beeman, what you steaming about, bro? What you steaming, Willie Beeman? What you got? Well, well, well first off, <laughs> let's talk about something that was booked for All Out, and we haven't seen anything in three weeks for it. Kingston and Sammy Guevara. What the fuck is going that's on with on that? My, three, that's three on my list, ago. so speak on it. And, like... <laughs> If they would have booked it like every week, every week, I would have been perfectly fine. I, I, could, I see why he's wrestling him. I see why he's pissed. But it's like, okay, he gets married. Who gives a fuck? He got married. Still have him appear on the show and at least tease something. I haven't seen either of those guys on TV in weeks, I feel like. or And not even just that, but to put on a thing or even like a promo to tease towards the match. You had him accept it, was it three weeks ago? And that's it. They've been ghosts. It's been like they're not even on AEW anymore. And you got one more dynamite until until all out. And if they go into that dynamite or even rampage and they don't even mention the match or have them come out and cut a promo or a segment, then that's a waste of time for me. Because well, yeah, like, 100, 110% it's going to go down on rampage this week. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you got Sammy yeah. and Ty taking on Ruby and Ortiz in a okay. mixed tag team match. So there, there, there you go. And that's one. Number two, <laughs> me and you talk about this. De- say, Devin, yeah. Devin said, and, and, I forgot about the Eddie and Sammy match. And number, that's, that's and number like, two. Like you guys are saying, ain't no one seen it in three weeks. Yeah. And then like I, I sim through like Dynamite so I could catch a uh, majority of it. Uh, but uh, you got this ladder match. Who's in the ladder match? What's the ladder match for? Is it for a shot at the, at the TNT title? Who's going to be in it? You got ten days left, and I don't even think they've announced one person have a participant. Are you just going to surprise us with participants, or are you going to just be like next week? Oh, hey, here's the ladder match. Here's the participants in the match. We probably will. We'll probably just get. We'll probably get the nine. We'll probably get like nine freaking participants, and then the surprise Joker as usual. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. And I said I told Tim last week I was like. This could be a great idea for a match if you get nine, six guys that you need to develop. Yeah, the guys that you want to mm-hmm. develop a star out of it. Not have big names. You could probably have one or two. like, uh, But like have, have guys like Dante Martin and stuff like that where you want somebody to win the match that you want to develop. Him, Ethan Page. Josh Woods. Ethan Page, Josh Woods. A guy that you've seen, yeah. like somebody that the, you want off to the make top the push. of my head. I think you're going to have Orange Cassidy in the match. I think yes. you're going to have Andrade in the match. I think you're going to have Phoenix or Pentagon in the match. What He'll I probably I put give a Tom, watch. Oh God, I want to give Tom from Brocast the huge shout out in our chat room. He said there's these three one on one matches that we've yet to talk about the feuds, and we were going to go into them. But you just mentioned Eddie and Sammy, so you can check that off yeah. my list. Thank you so much. You got Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. You got Christian and Jungle Boy. All three of those, like, being one-on-ones in a show where you're going to have 13 matches feels like a lot. So why don't you – you know, he said it, and I, I loved it. Why don't you have those three feuds or two of those three feuds mixed up in this ladder match, and then you can add an Orange Cassidy and Andrade, a Phoenix or a Pentagon in, into the match? I think that would have definitely been the way to go. Because instead, like you said, they have not mentioned any names yet. Probably because Tony's got no fucking idea. And then you got three singles matches. You got, and they all feel very similar: Starks and Hobbs, Jungle Boy Christian, Eddie Sammy, and like 
I mean, that's just a lot of singles matches, right? What match gets put on the pre-show? Probably Ricky they, and freaking Powerhouse Hobbs, which is bullshit. Yeah. And, and, and Pac and your boy Kip Sabian is going to the pre-show, I'd imagine, for sure. That's yeah. bold. Which, which, which sucks because it's going to be for the title. It's probably going to be one of the best matches, but I digress. Unless they put the tag titles on the fucking pre-show, which would be ridiculous. Who knows, man? But right now I got, yeah, so I got 12 total matches, 13 total matches if you include um, Pack and Sabian. I'll run them quick. You got Moxley versus Question Mark, who I got, I, I personally think it's going to be Punk. You got the Elite taking on Hangman and Dark Order. You got DMD versus Hater versus Tony versus Sheeta. You got Jade versus Athena, which in my opinion, they did a horrible job building that up. You got Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed. Danielson, Jericho, Christian, Jungle Boy, Starks, Hobbs, Sammy, Eddie, the latter match with nobody in it, FTR and Wardlow against Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns, and then I got some sort of variation of Miro, Sting, Darby with the House of Black, and maybe Darby and one of those guys mixed in the latter match, maybe Miro and Black are in the latter match, you know, who knows there, and then Pack and Kip Sabian. That's 13 fucking matches. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking matches dude That's and they crazy. always they only have eight official right now so those other five they gotta make official now crazy God. crazy uh overall thoughts on the show tonight though justin i thought it was awesome mostly awesome there was a few things again that i was just like oh fucking come on especially like the the interim women's title stuff and like majorly like but you know finding out that it was going to be the guns the main event the the surprise with mox as much as i didn't give a shit but the surprise of mox just squashing punk like the show was just awesome all around honestly awesome man glad you enjoyed yeah. bakley yeah i very enjoyed it i liked of course at the end that they did a tease for next week with uh, the stare down between osprey and omega and he tried to get him to come in, but then they left it off as Omega again held back. I thought that was very good use of the of getting people to tune in for next week. But there was great matches, there's uh, good pro promos on there. You got a couple of matches booked. Just like I said, there's a couple of things that like yeah, matches being booked last minute, but overall the show tonight was really good. Yeah, good man. Like I said, Justin, glad you enjoyed it. And I thought the show was fucking fire tonight. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed at the start of the show because I really thought that they should have went United Empire or the Mox Punk thing. I still think that they could have done the Mox Punk thing, even how they finish it and just start it with that three minutes, like holy shit, and then we're like, damn. I still don't know why they had to be at the eight o'clock hour. I don't know. I don't did. know why you couldn't do Lethal and Dax Harwood first. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been that would have been fine to go first, but I still think you should have done. It's a world title match, dude. That's not a middle of the show match. That's like my only complaint. Yeah. But dude, that match was fucking. I mean, CM Punk, I love him, but that match was fucking awesome, dude. Moxley was on a whole nother level. Like Moxley was Moxley times fucking a hundred, dude. And his after the match promo got me fucking lit, dude. Him saying like, "I told you, motherfuckers!" Like I was just all anti Moxley. And then the main event was fucking fire. Those six guys tore the house down. Um, I want to see Pack and Osprey one-on-one later. And then I knew once that match was announced as the main event, I had a feeling we were going to see Kenny at the end of the show. And getting that tease between Kenny and Osprey was fucking awesome. So overall, all in all, I really enjoyed AEW tonight. I think that mm -hmm. they still have a, a long way to go with their storytelling. But like you said, Bakley, I think we get to all out. We get everything done and over with. And then I think we could get a reset from there. And I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Next week, Dynamite, I'll be there. We got the trios. Um, we got the trios match between United Empire, Kenny, and the Bucks. That'll be fucking awesome. A tag team match between Sheeta and Tony Storm against DMD and Hater, which should be good. I'd imagine we're going to figure out who Moxley is going to challenge or who's going to challenge Moxley for the world title. I got to think it's going to be CM Punk coming out and saying, I want my fucking rematch in my home crowd. And yeah, I'm fucking stoked. It's all out week next week. I'll be at Dynamite. I got tickets to Rampage. Probably won't be there. I'll fucking sure it should be at All Out. And I talked to Amanda Huber, sent me a message back on Twitter on Saturday saying that they are doing another charity event. So last year they did a charity event at the Schaumburg Boomer yeah. Stadium. 
um, for animals and everything was donated um, to animal rights. And that was cool. I got to meet Jungle Boy and Anna J, Big Wardlow. Asked him when he was going to turn on MJF. He said, just wait. It wasn't long after he turned on MJF. That was dope. Got to meet the Gun Club, Billy. That was super cool. And I look forward to doing that again. I'll be bringing the kids to that. And then All Out's going to fucking bang. Gentlemen, thank you so much for enjoy- or for joining the show. I really enjoy talking to you. Plug your shit before we get out of here. Uh, Devin said congrats to John Moxley for being a real world champion. So you got that right. He is a real world champion. His stable mate's not a real world champion, but he's a real world champion. None of that fake shit either, though. <laughs> Justin, where can we find you, bro? Twitter at JustinTime211, In Time Wrestling Podcasts on a butt ton of freaking platforms, not on all. Any other platform that we're not on, let me know. I'll see if I can get it on there and keep your eyes peeled for new episodes. You guys, uh, what you got going on on your show? You just did a uh, a world, what was it, World War Three recap recently or Battle Bowl recap? Uh, Battle Bowl and... Uh, horror show at Extreme Rules 2020 doubleheader kind of thing going on. We dropped our also weekly re- review for last week, and we've got a No Way Out 2000 classic review coming up soon. So, okay, you you boys over at the In Time Wrestling Podcast are doing big things, man. Love listening to you and Jeremy, man. Shout out to Jeremy Bakley. Where can we find you, bro? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KJIQ. You can also find me on YouTube. At Cage My IQ. Uh, I told you guys earlier today, I got two interviews. I got one Friday night with Aaron Jeffries. He, he's coming off a first round knockout of uh, Austin Bannerford last month on Belter. So he's riding a three fight win streak. And then on Tuesday night, I am interviewing Bubba Jenkins. He just made the final of the PFL Featherweight Tournament. In November, if he wins that, he'll win a million dollars. And then the featherweight title uh, for this year's PFL. And then I'm also got a busy week with that because I got my predictions for UFC Paris. I'm going to do one for, of course, All Out. Do one for uh, Clash at the Castle. And then I'm also going to do one for Words Collide. So I got all that coming in the next week. A busy, busy man, my friend, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you, uh, whether it's on here or your yeah. show, doing some predictions for sure. I look forward to doing that. And this show, first of all, I want to thank everyone who was in the comments. Devin, Brocast, uh, I don't remember who else was in there, but I Isaac. appreciate you guys. Isaac, yeah, appreciate you guys jumping in the comment section. A lot of good shit coming this week. Uh, me and Big Dick Brett will be talking Dynamite and all fucking other wrestling at some point on Friday. Next Monday, I'll be sitting down with Sam Adonis talking Warrior Wrestling and nice. AAA Lucha, Lucha Libre, nice. everything he's got going on. I'll be talking. I get to join. We all already on the UW pod, but I get to join the UW pod interview Ken Shamrock <laughs> next Tuesday. That'll be a lot of fun. And then I definitely anticipate doing a league meeting next week, talking all things All Out, Clash of the Castle, Worlds Collide, big predictions. Plus, you can find this podcast right here, Floor Cyber Sports YouTube floorslippersports.com, Visionaries Global Media Network. Thank you again, Chad, for that. And uh, that's it, man. We out. Thank you guys for joining me. Have a great night, everybody.